Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Lagos to Lancaster, where we talk about the experiences of students living in UK or abroad from the perspective of people who haven't always lived in UK or abroad. My name is Hannah Ayadeji. Some people know me as Adetone. Some people know me as Tomo. And today we are going to be talking about our experiences living in an African household. And I have two special guests with me here today, Owen and Aima. And introduce yourself, guys. Hello. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Oin, introduce yourself. I don't know why Aima is laughing. No, honestly. Hello, hello. I'm Oin. I'm a third year student at the Lancaster University. I'm also studying economics, like Hannah. Um, a bit about me, I was born in Nigeria and I left there when I was five. So I've been here, living here for 15 years. Nice. Hi, my name is Ima. Sorry, I was a bit nervous, which led to me <laughs> laughing. That's fine. I'm 20 years old and I also go to Lancaster University. I'm currently studying accounting and finance and I'm a second year. And I've, I grew up in Equatorial Guinea and Cameroon, and my dad is also Nigerian. But I've lived here, well, I went to high school here, and I've been in university for three years now. So that's like five years. Five years, yeah. yeah. Nice, 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 nice. And of course, you guys, well, I'm just going to do another refresher about where I'm from and how long I've been in UK. Um, so I was born in UK. I but I moved back to Nigeria. I did my nursery school, primary school, secondary school education. In Nigeria, I also did a bit of university. And then I moved to UK to do my A-levels. And I've been here for about five years. I'm currently in my final year in uni. So that's that's it. I think, yeah, I study economics like Oyin and I must study accounting and finance. So we've got like beauty and brains in the house, <laughs> period. Okay, so let's get into the tea because this one is, this is very hot topic that everyone always, you know, very controversial very controversial yeah. and everyone talks about it but we are gonna like i said in the beginning talk about african household experiences and i've tried to divide it into different segments so we are going to start with education so i'm going to ask who should i ask first i'm going to ask Ima. <laughs> i'm going to ask Ima okay. how her parents approached education Okay, so um, growing up, education was very important. Okay. But both my parents were very busy. They both ran, they both run their own separate companies. They both had their own separate companies. Mm -hmm. So I always had a bunch of different tutors. I had a mm -hmm. Spanish, and I, growing up in Equatorial Guinea, was a Spanish-speaking country, so I, I, my mom taught me English by herself, because the education for English wasn't very good. Oh, wow. So I had a Spanish tutor, I had an English tutor, and I had music teachers as well. But she would always, like, cross-check my homework like on the weekends mm -hmm. and once in a while but it was definitely very important and like report cards were also the the for i don't know about you guys but the end of year report card oh was the God. most important yeah. like the grades i was getting in between you know they they mattered but not yeah. that much it was no, that honestly. it was that end of year ceremony report card <laughs> oh, nice. she's worn her high heels and i'm just yeah. praying like please <laughs> i no, have people, to be in the top five actually start crying yes. yes like i see my classmates they're crying like 
fortunately for me, right, my dad was never someone that would get that would beat you or anything over a report card. He mm. he's, he was he was never like your grades, you know, your grades should have an impact on whether you get flogged or not. He was never like that. He was very objective in that sense where it's like obviously it's your capacity. You've done yeah. what you've you've you can do. But in the process of getting to that grade, if you see that you've been misbehaving, you've not been going to class, you haven't writing your notes, those are the things that will collect beating. Yeah. The results will not collect beating, but mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so it was, I, I would say that um, education, I also had a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. especially as in university right now. Um, I changed course in my first year, mm-hmm. which my mom was, was very happy to like let me decide my own path for myself and nice. was like, yeah, if you don't feel comfortable you know, with your first course, it's up to you, it's your yeah. life. As long as you have a plan yeah. and you're not heading to it like blindly just because you feel like, as long as you have a plan and like I explained it to her, my dad, on the other hand, he was a bit more like, you should just finish it and just mm-hmm. do what you want to do after. Yeah. But it was more of advice than like, you have to do what I'm saying. Yeah. So I would say that they were very, they were very like, you have to, you, you make your own plan and mm-hmm. you study and we'll check your grades at the end and keep you in check. Yeah. But I was yeah. never beaten for like, you know, yeah. getting bad grades. And there was not even any room for that because I had tutors. It was the, they would My tutors <laughs> would report to my <laughs> yeah. parents like, you know, if she hasn't done her work, I'd always have to do it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was Makes my, sense. What about you, Oyin? Um, As for me, like, I think it's a given, like, African households, education was is very important, very important. So yeah, so like my parents, growing up, my parents were strict about like your grades, like your future, where you want to end up, your future, like your careers, all of that. So like you kind of had to set out a plan for them to mm-hmm. tell them and let them know where you want to, what you want to do and where you want to end up in the future for them to at least have peace of mind to know that yeah. like my child has their head screwed on properly you know yeah so like i mean like back then like i'm a, i wasn't ever i don't think i was ever disciplined or beaten for grades like that yeah yeah but same. it becomes an issue when like behavior is not adding up yeah like <laughs> yeah. your behavior is is abysmal your grades are abysmal <laughs> what what are you doing in school even like honestly yeah. and that, like behavior wasn't even an issue for me i'd say because so, you're a good girl yeah a golden child no honestly no honestly behavior wasn't an issue for me yeah but i mean for my siblings like that's another story yeah, <laughs> younger ones even my yeah, younger yeah, sister yeah yeah so like and I wouldn't say I was like the best in class but I was I was average like I was getting the grades mm-hmm. to pass things like I was getting through so yeah did they ever do the do you have two heads your mates have two heads did they ever yes. say that <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. My mom would compare me to Will Smith's kids. She would be like, oh, I, yes, oh. because they were really, well, now they look a bit, mm, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but okay. back in the day, they had read Narnia at what age? And she'd be like, Will Smith's kids have read Narnia. I bought you all no, the books. Yeah, they'd be picking and oh choosing the weirdest gosh. people to make yeah, yeah. comparisons with. They yeah. do that. And another thing I want to add about the education system in Africa, which I think is different here because I haven't really heard um, anyone speak about this. Yeah, most definitely. But in primary school, when you would get a report card, your so 
as well as um your grades are like yeah you you're giving a position in class yeah 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 like yeah, if same. there's 20 students Thank in you. the class you are ranked from 1, one to, to 20. 20 and it is on your report card you yeah. got 20th uh-uh. Yeah, and like everyone knew like oh yeah, that person was last, last in, class. in class that person yeah. was first in class yeah yeah that's true that's, that's such serious. a key that's such a core thing that yes i didn't know they did that in cameroon as well they did eh? oh they my did God. so i was always praying you know if there's 20 in class my parents weren't too strict but uh. i was always praying please let me be like number eight you know like yeah, not no, 10 no, but no, like same. a little bit above <laughs> the average Save, save. And I have another friend who's actually in Lancaster University right now, and we went mm-hmm. to the same primary school. We went to the oh, same yeah, primary yeah, school. Yeah, 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 Her yeah, name's yeah. Naomi. Naomi yeah. She was always first in oh, class. Mm, she was always Naomi, first Naomi. in class. So <laughs> whenever now that we're with, our courses are kind of similar, yeah. she does, yeah, she does econ, econ and finance. It's almost always yeah. like, oh, if you're doing this, you know, is is Naomi going to this party? Mm, is Naomi mm, like yeah, this? Because she was first in yeah. class. Another thing that African friends like to compare you yeah. oh to you know, your mates and I stuff. I mean, like. I didn't get the ranking in school, but uh. obviously my parents would be asking because I'd have friends in the same class. So I was like, oh, so when it, like, my friend was Kemi, it's like, oh, where's Kemi? Like, what grade is Kemi at? Are you better mm-hmm. than Kemi? This and that. Just making sure that at least you're keeping up, like you're yeah. up there, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Another yeah. thing is parents' evening. I don't uh, know if you guys... I think we did open day. Like, it was called open day for us. I think like in Cameroon, it was called PTA meetings. PTA oh, meetings. Parent-teacher, parent-teacher meetings. Okay, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, I mean, I understand where people are coming from, where they'll be, like, feeling the pressure of parent... Um, parent evenings yeah like the parents would be coming in you, so you were happy teacher. you were like yes I wasn't happy I wasn't Let's go. happy but I wasn't I wasn't worried or anything like that because I knew I didn't say much in class I'm not the person <laughs> I did so <laughs> I don't look for trouble I don't do anything I don't really stand out either so I know I obviously know what they're going to say oh it's quiet she's herself mm-hmm. this and that that's mm-hmm. what every teacher says but like it wasn't really a problem for me or an issue for me. Yeah. But yeah. For me, I would say in secondary school, I was definitely like, I was not a class clown, but <laughs> I was I was a bit rowdy, but I was very smart about it. Like I would only speak when the whole class is speaking. Mm-hmm. And like I was, I would hide behind people. I was tall, so I got to sit at the back of the class as well. Oh. So I'd hide behind people, hide behind the noise, make my own noise. And... Cameroon is a French-speaking country, and I went to an English-speaking school. school and right. like with the with the majority of the other kids being like from a French background, mm. so I think I was a little bit favored with the teachers because they were from English-speaking backgrounds. Oh, wow. So they were right. like, you know, I'm a, you know, just because I could speak English, like English is my first language, mm-hmm. I had that kind of like connection with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I played to it. Like I remember once the teacher was, one, one of our teachers was going around asking, mm-hmm. oh, what do you want to be when you, when you grow up? I was thinking in my head, like I want to be a stylist or a fashion designer. <laughs> but I said I want to be a teacher. Of course. So yeah, whenever I, I was, that. exactly, whenever I was giving the platform, Form, I, w- I took it yeah. and I ran with the you know I want to be a teacher I want to be someone respectable or mm. something that would just please them so mm. I was not <laughs> quiet though no one would describe it as quiet yeah that's very interesting with the parents evening thing so that means there was never a time where your your teachers ever complained to your parents about your behavior 
Never. No, I don't think I was one of those kids that like yeah behavior wise stood out to mm-hmm. the to the teachers because also another thing if you get good grades as well it you kind can kind of yeah, get all yeah because yeah, yeah. you know it was the troublemakers that tended to get yeah the um worser grades in the class so yeah, yeah. I, kind of, like, I think that's that, that, that correlation yeah, yeah it took me off their radar yeah <laughs> so i could like be in the dark side <laughs> in the darkness just doing my thing I think for me I don't know you know when you said when Oyin you said something about as long as they know you have a plan yeah I don't think it ever clicked to me that I needed to have a plan until later later on like probably when I was doing my final secondary school exam Mm -hmm. so at one point did you guys have consciousness that okay this is now whatever I do it affects me or has that always been drawn has that always been ingrained in you you know there are some students that already know what they're supposed to do you always see them they're in the class they always sat down their shoes are clean they are, they are, you know, their uniform is clean they're not running around even since like well it's just as two I would say for me but like let's say year nine like even since year nine they've already had that maturity i didn't realize that oh shit if i don't get my acts together i might actually not end up in a good place yeah. until i started doing i started doing my like secondary school exam so what age was it for you guys um so i know i definitely noticed that about some students mm-hmm. even in like the first year of secondary school i remember this one girl who would come in and she always had all her pennies aligned I'd, yeah. like if she lost her pencil she would start crying that's how <laughs> much of like her everything had yeah. to be in order I, at that point i don't think it had really clicked for me as it had for yeah. some people because i feel like my parents were a little bit more lenient in that regard mm-hmm. like i i would never say that at, I w- at some point i told them oh mom dad i want to be a lawyer or i want to be a doctor mm-hmm. but i had to be like i want to study this i want to take this these three a levels oh, and wow. these are the books i'm reading that are mm-hmm. going to help me with these three a levels so i had to have a plan for each stage yeah. not a final final plan because i don't think my parents themselves um, knew what they really wanted to do from when they were younger. Like my mm-hmm. mom, she she had um she got an accounting degree, mm-hmm. but what she's doing right now really doesn't have much to do with accounting. Accounting. So mm-hmm. that's why she's like, you have to you have to plan each stage, mm-hmm. and you have to kind of have a sense of where you're going, mm-hmm. but you don't really need to know what exactly you want to be right now. Yeah. Right. So basically, it's kind of like you know just when you get to that bridge cross it but you need to already be working on building the bridge yeah, yeah. so it's like wait like you have to be thinking okay when i get to that bridge how am i going to like cross it but at the same time you what am i even trying to say basically you're planning ahead but you're not planning too far ahead yeah you're just planning to the stage in which you can you can walk on yeah yeah sort of thing um yeah for me i'd say because i'll say like i was on serious for a long time i (laughs) I know i I would play like i played a lot like i was naughty i played 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 played. i didn't care about grades i didn't care about ranking until the last year of my secondary school and i was like shoot if i don't get this amount of grades i will not get into university (laughs) so when was when when was that age Um, me i feel like it was when did we start gcse's like I think it was like year nine, year ten, right? Mm-hmm. So 
when they kind of started putting us on the path of careers as well. Oh, right, so like yeah. before then, before there, then it was kind of hypothetical. Or oh, I want to be this. I want to be that. Yeah. Initially. I wanted to be a nurse or a doctor. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was like just all you, like, though. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. This is all the things I see Did on TV, Did you get the right? doctor play kits? The, the, my, yeah, the, I dressed the... up as a nurse for one book day. Everything, like, <laughs> literally. I wanted to be that until I actually did it. I sat down. I actually assessed like my strengths and at what, what time I did you do. sit down and assess? This That's what I'm trying like, to get to. No, what I'm time? saying like year nine. Year, year nine, 10. right, right. It's okay, okay. So like when GCSE started, and then, oh, yeah, it was when we were choosing our subjects for GCSEs. GCSEs That's where yeah, it started. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what GCSEs do I even want to take? Like, what quali- qualifications do I need to get to A-levels to actually do a degree and whatever, whatever? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, like, I, I know I like economics. I don't even know why I liked economics. I just <laughs> wanted to choose it. <laughs> I know I like this. I know I like that. Art mm. is not really going to take me anywhere, so maybe <laughs> I should just drop that. So I was just literally ranking, ranking, ranking prioritising yeah. and whatnot. But by then, I was like... It was between accounting and economics, right? It was finance, business-related. Okay. So I was just moving, moving along, got my GCSEs. I, got, I did my A-levels. I did business, economics, law. So I mm-hmm. kind of diversified a bit, just in case I wanted to do law or business or economics. Yeah, or I think that's how my sister... My sister is doing... Um, law, accounting, and economics. Oh, wow. Yeah. Another thing I'd like to add, which I think my parents did differently to mm-hmm. typical African parents, was they really wanted me to, f- they really want me, not wanting me, still want me, to like find passions in life more than just um, opposed to a career that I would work hard for and make money from because right. I remember one of the first things I thought I wanted to do in university was I, th- I told my dad I wanted to I wanted to do law and he said to me that sounds like such a boring degree <laughs> yeah. why don't you do something exciting like architecture where you can draw because he he yeah he he really likes the idea of his kid being an architect an architect mm-hmm. and he thinks it's cool so mm-hmm. they were more like you know find something that you're passionate about mm-hmm. and something that you feel like would benefit you and like a path that you want to follow that's that's a very huge contrast to a lot of us like who have like grown up in nigeria there's not really passion involved and i think i touched on it in the first episode mm-hmm. where it's like you need to think about what will get you to a better life in the future like so i know there's like a fine line i think with your parents they're were, they were trying to thread a fine line where it's like yeah. you know you can still do what you like you know but I think you can still do what you like, do what you're passionate about, but let it be a stable job that will bring you income mm. and always have a plan. Because yeah. realistically, architecture is would bring you money and yeah. it's a very demanding degree, but it is interesting. So I mm. think he was trying to yeah, teach you... Yeah, trying to find a healthy balance. Yeah, that, that balance. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. So, if you haven't noticed already, because of our diverse backgrounds, you get you get to see how the difference in we, the difference in the ways we were brought up. So, Oyin, she obviously grew up in UK, and her parents raised her in UK. And then, uh, Ima, she most of her um, 
childhood was in Cameroon. Was in Cameroon. So yeah. her own experience being raised would be from like an African perspective, would be in Africa, like in Africa in Cameroon. Yeah. And then with me, because by the time I moved here, I was already sort of already grown. Yeah. Like I already had, there was no need to raise me in a sense. So that's kind of, you can see the contrast. And it's interesting to see that just because Oyin is raised in, um, was was raised in UK, that did not change how her parents yeah like the, the difference wasn't too much no, no, no. we're going to still see the differences you know <laughs> we're still going to see the differences but the difference is not that much like you can still see there's still the same theme of you know get yourself get your act yeah. together do all of those things but then oh you know also made it really easy for her parents because she was a, she was a really good child so there was no Thank need to, to pull, <laughs> to try anything. So, so was I difficult? <laughs> let, let us move to a very interesting segment with parenting. And we would talk about dating. You know, how did your parents approach dating? Oh, that is very that's very interesting <laughs> that, I, I, I surprised I surprised them with this because I exactly. cause, cause, cause <laughs> you know it just popped my head but I prior to this I told them guys we're going to talk about food we're going to talk about education <laughs> and I just and I just said okay dating how did your parents approach dating oh, okay. alright talk about it me I never spoke about dating with my dad let's make that very clear in my childhood mm -hmm. maybe a little bit now which I'll touch on but in my childhood it was n never spoke about words with him not that I can remember anyways yeah but my mom again which is a bit different um, to typical African parents I've, she wanted me to be able to tell her anything yeah and yeah I would I did tell her everything she mm. still has a box in our house of like letters and like any gift that any boy in school gave me I go oh, show wow. her I'm like so mommy look at this love to this, this boy oh. wrote me and she'd oh she's like oh, this is cute <laughs> <laughs> she'd put it in the box and I think because um, we had a mutual trust because I was uh, I was regards to dating and boys I think I was a very good child in that sense mm -hmm. because there was never any scare or she was never really scared that I'd do I'd do stuff and not tell her or do mm -hmm. something that I was not supposed to do mm. and um, I think we also had the talk about um, intercourse okay oh, let's wow. not talk about <laughs> the intercourse would be another like topic yeah because <laughs> i feel like that's broad that's yeah, a yeah. To get into me. yeah 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 let's just talk about the, okay. the sweet old dating you know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway let's just i was just gonna say she we had that conversation when i was quite young and she explained everything to me yes and yeah so it was it was it's like a mutual trust and understanding and i'll tell her everything mm -hmm. and i think this was so that like if i ever had if something ever happened to me and i didn't know who to turn to mm -hmm. i could ask her questions mm -hmm. and like she would give me genuine advice and tell me and she wanted us to have that kind of relationship, which is why I think she kept it like an open-ended book. And sometimes mm. there was stuff that I I wouldn't tell her, but we yeah, had like I a was, mutual understanding. I was just gonna ask, like realistically, how much, how much as a human being can you divulge like 
all yet to your parents because even even your mom did not divulge everything to yeah, her, her mom. mom. Yeah. So, like, no, my, my, my mom and her mom did not have the relationship, relationship that oh, yeah. Her, yeah, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. But I'm, I'm guessing, you know, at, uh, obviously as you grew older, there were less and less divulging happening. Do you think so? Or do you think it was more? I think as I grew older, yeah. I would... I, mm, or the divorce. I didn't was tell more her tactical. everything. Yes. Yeah, it was more I tactical. wouldn't tell her every single detail. I yeah. would just tell her the important parts. Right. Yeah. And like get her advice on what absolutely needed to be said because mm-hmm. we, we kind of had like a mutual understanding. Like you know, there's some things that you just don't <laughs> tell your parents <laughs> like that. Okay, so, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. What about you, Ining? Um. What did they say parents, about dating? Um. Like. I actually don't remember saying um, them saying much. I can't lie. Like they never really sat me down and had like an explicit conversation about dating. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, I f- like God bless him. He tried his best. <laughs> he did <laughs> with the information he had. <laughs> he tried his best. Like yeah. he try and try and get to a point, but like he'll give me like life lessons or euphemisms right. or something like yeah, that yeah 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 but yeah. you kind of know what he's trying to say but he doesn't want to say, say it outright know? yeah but yeah my mom on the other hand she did not like she i don't think she that's not her specialty like, that's so interesting really, to me that it's your mom it's your dad that's more like yeah yeah and your mom kind of like yeah. touchy and but my mom no i don't think she yeah like speaks to me like speaks to me about dating or anything like that like sometimes you get i'd get the odd conversation like oh so which boy are you talking to and it's just know, weird just, yeah. like obviously because i haven't i haven't like experienced that before like i haven't been sat down by my mom and her talking to me like this so i'm just cringing in the background just like yeah let's not have this conversation please <laughs> let's mm-hmm. not so like um yeah my mom's not really like that um okay and growing up there wasn't really much to say <laughs> to, yeah, to tell my mom about yeah it. so yeah i get you like i think also because you grew up in you grew up in Cameroon and I grew up in Nigeria there would have been more I don't know how to explain it in UK obviously you're not the likelihood of dating is higher in where everyone looks like you yeah. like in Nigeria mm. oh, and in Cameroon okay, yeah, yeah. than you dating in like somewhere in mm, in Essex and yeah <laughs> one one the minority <laughs> no literally where you're a minority thank you Aima literally so I see why there was no tea for your parents no, yeah. to work with in the first place so <laughs> it's always mm. a pipeline it was dating unwanted pregnancy dating is the no, cause unwanted pregnancy that mm. were answers from church, yeah. all of that. So honestly, they didn't have to. Like Nigerians would tell you, yeah. Nigerians yeah, yeah. would teach you, you know. <laughs> so on another on another note, though, two weeks ago, my grandma was like, "Do you have boyfriend?" Randomly, like no one was. I think she waited for my sister to leave and everybody to leave, and then she just whispered, "Do you have a boyfriend?" And I was like, <laughs> "No," and she was like, "Why?" And I was like. <laughs> Jesus, like this is this is very much on t- territory. Yeah, we don't talk about this. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think it's I think it's very interesting. I feel like there's so much more to talk about regarding yeah. that. But like that's just the tip of the iceberg. iceberg in terms of how my parents approach dating and all of that. So, um, like later on, like when I started growing up and that stuff. So I'd be getting 
I've just been getting comments from my family. Just, just like they'll be finished visiting and then they'll just be like, oh, no boyfriend, no this, no that. And they'll just be like, sometimes you think it's like jokingly, but then there's obviously some seriousness to it. And especially yeah. like when it's becoming more frequent, like, and then my auntie's just like, I have a boy in church, shall I introduce you? Ah. I'm just like. <laughs> you know what it is though? They do want you to. I think no one talks about how very, how everyone how your parents probably want you to find a boy in church, that kind of thing. Mm. I think only a few parents clock that, you know, it's not all the time that boys from church are not exactly good boys. That yes. you, you know, you might find someone that is absolutely devil. You can find devil in church, you know, <laughs> literally. But I think they usually would, the point of call is always, okay, you know, go to church, find a nice boy that's volunteering, that's doing either the music, the lights, or, you know, just something yeah. in church that's, you know, giving back or, you know, serving God. And also, I feel like in African households, there's, there's like a sub, once you reach an age, or like, I don't know what happens, there's a sharp switch in their yeah, mind when it's like, literally. you can no longer date too. Why are you not married? Yeah, yeah, why you not? Yeah. Ha- why don't you have I a boyfriend? Get it because they didn't give us a proper training. So how are we meant to go out to the world and get a boyfriend just like that? Yeah, just no, like yeah. that. I know what you mean. My my mom, my mom would ask me, "Oh, do you have a boyfriend now? If you have a boyfriend, let me know." Da 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 da. Mm. My dad, though, he he doesn't talk about. He wouldn't ask me if I have a boyfriend. He wouldn't. Yeah, I do recall him saying that if I want to do all of that, I need to finish education, though. That's something they've always drummed in my head. Mm. Boys is equal to distraction. Finish uni, finish secondary school, finish that. That one, that that is his stance on it. But my mom has started to ask me, you know, have you, you know, started dating anybody? And then she'd be like, and I'd be like, Lancaster does not have the options you think he does. <laughs> like, and also, Lancaster is a very white area so if mm-hmm. you're i don't a lot of like a lot of black people mm. like being with other black people because i feel like it's kind of like a we both understand we have a lot of stuff in common yeah already and you're just comfortable once you meet yeah. people who are like you and look i like think you. that's the thing about being an international student you kind of want to immediately um gravitate towards someone who is your type and I think I think that's very common to do that. But I feel like students who have not who have lived in UK they they are more lax in that sense. Like Owen, what would you say? Um no, like I exactly. yeah. to myself <laughs> black guys. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I feel like what about at the end you, of the day what I feel like at the end of the day, right? <laughs> Some people so want to get slapped. <laughs> Are you the one that was <laughs> I think at the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, my advice to international students, students who have always, you know, lived in Nigeria, lived in ethnic countries, is that you might find your person outside your race. That's the truth. Like, yeah. I know it's so easy yeah. to just try gravitate and gravitate your and just and be a magnet but your people can show you shege your people can definitely show you shege that is the truth what me what (laughs) that is the truth yeah so people can actually show you shege so we should definitely broaden our choices and our options open your eyes you know open your eyes yeah don't limit yourself i i I wouldn't limit myself so don't limit yourself yeah you know yeah so i think we're talking about relationship 
enough? Should yes. we go to <laughs> something more comfortable? Everybody <laughs> <laughs> has actually been on like the, the tip of their <laughs> chair right <laughs> now. <laughs> They're nervous. Okay, okay. Um, the next segments would be food. Yes, I'm gonna start first. I I would say. Um, pretty straightforward if you don't eat the food in front of you you are gonna get in trouble you're gonna get you're gonna get smacked you really are gonna get smacked so you better eat the food in front of you and you better finish it that is it and for for me i wasn't encouraged to buy food outside i wasn't given money in high school to get to buy any food that was made like any rice stew you know those kind of like kiosk or stalls that mm. sell homemade food no well yeah i wasn't allowed to buy food from there i was only i was always made lunch to school and then I, when i get home i eat lunch again so what about you guys um i kind of say mine was a bit was was a bit similar mm-hmm. yeah so you were encouraged to eat only the food at home mm-hmm. even when you go to someone's house you know if they ask are you hungry yeah. you're supposed to be humble yeah. and like no auntie <laughs> i'm not hungry so yeah who, um in my house growing up yeah you were definitely you weren't encouraged to eat food from the stalls or go outside or yeah anything that wasn't made at home or if you wanted to you have to ask if you if you eat outside and you don't call your mom to ask or let her know yeah. what's going on that's another big problem mm. yeah mm. um okay in my household it was i feel like it wasn't that strict right cuz that's my mom right <laughs> so basically we weren't we weren't picky eaters to be fair right i can't lie so my brother and i and my sister like we kind of liked similar foods but then my sister with her allergies and everything my mom would kind of prefer her own food oh yeah and then we didn't like fish but then they like fish so like she'd prepare yeah me too well. i didn't like fish too so she was yeah. kind of like fish versatile in that sense so she'd kind of prepare food that fits the person or whatever mm. so yeah um don't get me wrong my 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 mom would also cuz we had a nanny that would cook for us and we did a timetable which we all had an input in mm. so she would she would always think about what we like to eat our favorite food and things like that but there are just a few times where let's say we don't like how it's prepared aha uh-huh. right. that's when we get like fussy and it's like if you don't finish that food right now like this is too hot or you, you didn't put enough this inside it also yeah. i feel like generally in african households there is like a no waste policy yeah. no like, there is at home i remember the thing oh there was this one dish that growing up i wasn't a picky eater at all but there was this one auntie who would come and she would make carrot stew <laughs> It was like blended carrots mixed with like a stew base and you'd eat it with rice. Oh, and I wow. could not stomach it. My dad, you could see the kitchen from the living room. I'd eat in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So my dad would sit in the living room and look at me Watch and be you. like, when you finish eating your food, come and show me your plate. Yes. <laughs> and me being a little kid once, I thought I was slick. So I 
pushed all my food onto the table mat and <gasps> I showed him my plate and uh-huh. I was like, I finished. He was like, good girl. <laughs> then he looks into the kitchen and he's like, oh my God. Oh, no. oh my What God. did you just do? I think I got away with it that one time. But yeah. generally in the house, there was a no waste policy. You're not allowed to throw away food. Oh my God. Oh my God. That you reminds must finish me. your food. That reminds me. So, hmm, my sister is a big snitch for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Anyway, do you guys know pure water? You guys, do you, yeah. know what, you guys know what pure is water is? The water. Yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's how I don't know what it was. I did not want the food. It was rice. I just know it was rice. So, so it's always one of the two things. I don't like how the food is how the food is prepared. I don't want to eat the food, or it's too much and they want me to finish it. So, I know what I did was I would I I got a a sachet of pure water that was finished already, mm-hmm. and I opened it because sometimes you know we don't really eat sometimes only my sister and I eat on the table together so yeah. it's not always everybody you know sit down at the dining table and eat because we don't even like eating in the same location sometimes my my dad prefers to eat at the sitting room like in front of the TV but he always wants us kids to eat on the dining table properly so obviously he was not facing the TV and eating mm-hmm. we were on the dining table I just packed the rice into the into the nylon into mm-hmm. the um What's it called again? Into the pure water. I tied it and I finished the rest of the food on my plate. My sister, Tara, she was watching me. I don't know what I did, if we fought or (laughs) anything like that. But no, 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 that's that's what's actually crazy. So, So she now reported to my mom and she was like, where did you put it? Where did you put the rest of the food? And then, of course, it was a whole thing. She was upset. You're wasting food, food that I prepared for you, food that I was in the kitchen cooking for you, and you just threw it away. Do you know how, people, how many people oh, wow. need food? All of that. And I felt so, so bad. I must have even gotten slapped or something. <laughs> Most likely, probably. But it was so bad that my, my, my dad, instead of getting mad at me, he got mad at my sister because she was like, why would you say that, you know, to, yeah. to, to your mom? Obviously, that is not, that's something that's just very, like, bad. No one wants to hear that their food that they create, made for you was thrown yeah. away. So she was actually, which was so surprising to me, he, he actually confronted my sister and was like, even if you do see it happen, why are you, yeah. why are you talking about it? Why are you saying wow. it? It was a big thing, but yeah, that just unlocked a core memory for me. Wasting food. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, I remember my, par- my, my mom, I don't think she, this was like since I was like a child or whatever, but like earliest I can remember my mom was just very on it about like nutrition mm-hmm. and what we should like what we're put in, putting into our bodies and mm-hmm. whatnot and so like I even remember like to this day every time she cooks white rice I, I don't know if you guys eat white rice with like mixed veg like when she puts it I still like eating that in UK but not oh, in Nigeria yeah she always she's like at least half a bag of mixed veg into your white That's rice good though. because she just can't stand like plain, just eating plain white rice. That's the same with Indomie as well. Like you have to put mixed veg into that. So it's not just carbs, carbs, carbs every time. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So yeah, she's been very on it about oil, mixed veg, um, nutrition, and yeah, and not over seasoning your food as well. 
yeah. She was just very straight to food and yes. like. Yeah, yeah. my grandma is very on it about that salt thing. Yeah. And Same. What do you call it again? Ma- um, MG, MGM, M- MSG, MSG, MG, yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 So, always so fussy to be about fair, it. I feel like she's going over the top, but like I do care at yeah. some level. Like yeah. even just regular food, she'd just be like, ah, oh, too salty. Okay, let's move to discipline. Your parents' right. approach to discipline, and we are going to <laughs> we are going to approach this segment by reading out some of the experiences that you have written and you sent to me. So I put out a form on my Instagram. If you're not follow, following it already, it's lagos.2.lancaster and I usually upload a form that you can fill in. Um, and answer some questions regarding your experiences depending on the topic I plan on covering the next episode. So I'm going to read some of the responses mm. to my questions <laughs> and we are going to have a discussion about it. I'm going to start with the with the one that really, you know, that really made me kiki. <laughs> so um, I know that you guys, you know, you guys were not brutalized, so <laughs> you're not going to relate, but... Um, so, so this is one. One person said, hmm, I don't even know if I should say this on this podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to pick another one. Oh, I beg yeah. um, hmm. I wonder what that one was. Though. Me too. Bruh. So this person said, put pepper on the belts. Uh, uh? Yes. To, to flog them, basically. Their parents put pepper on the belt and flog them. What does the pepper do? Just, just add to You know how you feel it. Yeah, have you made food with pepper and you've had to cut oh, the pepper? Right, and you feel it on the skin. You feel it on oh, your skin. So imagine right. that is entering you and I and could beating the bit like, cuts, cuts your cuts penetrate. skin yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, it cuts your skin a little bit. So the pepper is actually entering into your skin. So just imagine the damage that has done. I have only heard about pepper for beatings in like children books in Africa and like African no, movies. Girl, that is very much a depiction a of reality. Thing. Yes. Guys, guys, this is meant to be constructed. <laughs> what is this? Not to African parents though. Oh no. I can categorically tell you that discipline is whatever they want it to be. For whatever reason. Depending on their anger. So obviously I also asked I also asked oh Nigerian Nigerian asked and asked. <laughs> I also asked why they were getting bitten. And yeah. this is what this person responded with. They said they said probably like lying or being irresponsible. So I think they probably don't even remember. But But they remember the punishment. But they remember the punishments. Can you even imagine? Doesn't that even say something though? Yeah, Yeah. like it's more scarring than doing good. Yeah, because I'm just thinking of how to avoid... When it comes to discipline, I'm thinking of the way to avoid it and not the reason why I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing in the first place. But But I have a question for you guys. Do you think that when you grow up, you will beat your children as a form of dis- as a form of discipline oh you need to start first oh my gosh I actually don't know that's the thing like I'm saying this now like I think I'd have I hope to have much more patience than my parents right 
but I don't know, man. I don't know. They're, uh, maybe they're onto this beating thing, but no. I feel like Oyin will actually, be the one of the gentle parents. <laughs> no. And then the child will be like, go stand on the wall. No, no, no. <laughs> be like, shut up, mom. No, you don't say shut up. What we do is keep quiet. Now do the words with me. Keep quiet. Not Good even. Good girl, Lottie. Good girl. Not even. But, yeah. I feel like I'd always be on a constructive side. Like, I'm trying to kind of find a solution to this whole problem. Like, yeah. if you not kind of make more problems, problems out of the whole thing. But, yeah. You'd have to do something very, very, very serious. <laughs> I think for me, so I, I was definitely on Gentle Parent TikTok for a long time. And I was like, damn, like, these people actually definitely listen to their kids and everything. And then I did watch some things where it's like, Gentle Parents are for gentle kids. So I know there's like a conflicting message there. My own approach is to not beat my kids. Mm. I feel like I've always been of the opinion that if you have to resort to treating someone like an animal in order to communicate with them, that means you need to work on yourself and your communication skills because this is a human being at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I also know there's a lot of links to slavery when it comes to beating. I don't like the idea of beating black bodies into submission. I don't like that at all. So that's something that I know I will still do a lot more research about. Yeah. I don't want to, because I know that, because truthfully, I also hear these things where it's like, you know, in UK when they banned beating and all of that, Prince Charles, all of them, they were still getting flogged on the buttocks, yeah. you know, if they did something wrong. And it, it kind of, I remember having a discussion where, where it was like, they can say don't discipline your child, but at the end of the day, it's their discipline that made their own kids, you know, be who they are, create some habits that allow them to be successful in their field. So it's so easy for you to say don't discipline your children. But at the same time, I know people who, you know, they haven't been flogged, beaten, and they've ended up okay, and we're in the same position. And I'm not smarter than them. I'm not, there's nothing I have that is, you know, exactly different from them. They are still good, they are fine. They're the same, you know, position as I am in. So that is my own thinking. I do believe you don't have to beat your kids, and I would want to take that approach in my own life. Mm. What do you think, Aima? I think that, I feel like in Africa, um, when I think about beating your children, I, f I, I feel like that's just, it's part, I want to say, I don't know if this sounds bad, but I feel like it's part of a culture. I feel like every child has some kind of story or some kind of experience where, you know, they've been disciplined yeah. very harshly or like physically um, beaten. Yeah. Um, me personally, I feel like I would adopt, my mom had certain rules when it came to disciplining us and when it came to beating us. And I feel like if I were to take that route with my children, I would follow her rules. Mm -hmm. So her rules were, she would never use her hands because she didn't want, she didn't want us to like flinch whenever she like lifted her hand. Well, and oh, she, wow. yeah, so she would never beat us <laughs> with her hands or slap us or like pinch us or anything like that. Mm -hmm. If we did something wrong, there was a wooden spoon in the kitchen dedicated to <laughs> discipline and it was on your hands it was on the palms of, of your hands that's where mm -hmm. you would get beaten it was yeah. never all over your body and mm -hmm. it was it was a maximum of i don't know if it was eight or six on each hand so she okay. had 
certain roles and also so it was systematic yeah, yeah. and yeah. it was a contrast with my dad who was very gentle as well which oh, I wow. think was a nice contrast but my sister kind of took advantage of that I was more of a well behaved child my mm-hmm. sister is like you have a mom who you know is beating you with a wooden spoon when you do something bad and then my dad is like go stand in the wall so <laughs> she'd go stand in the wall and she'd be laughing and my dad is like what is, what what is, is wrong, wrong with, with this child, child? like yeah. why am I disciplining her and she's laughing no guys I was I was flogged I was flogged with with um koboko that you know that thing that they used to um beat horses i don't know if you oh the whip the whip yeah 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 yeah. i was flogged with that with the proper whip yeah with the proper whip with no horse (laughs) (laughs) i love how we can laugh about this now but it was probably very traumatic No, we did not. Ho- we did not own a, ho- a horse, but we did have a whip. And I think most most Nigerian households at that time would probably have had a whip. Don't get me wrong. I was I was naughty because my dad. So okay. So this is the thing. If it was my mom that beat that beat me, it's something that that's um. It's something. It wasn't something serious. I did. If it's my dad, that means I did something serious. Mm. And it was my dad that did own the whip so yeah <laughs> so obviously i did something serious to to collect that yeah. beating but i think that but was, what, that's what the do extent. you mean by serious what is serious Ooh. what serious can think can you really do as a child i know that's i know true, i know actually. what you mean it's it had to do with lying it probably had to do definitely my dad does not did not like lying and disobedience so he would probably have told me something over and over and over again not to do and I did it, and then I probably lied about doing it. Right. Mm. So, I think that a lot of Nigerian parents they beat out of anger, which is something I can never forgive. There are mm. some there are some times where I think about how I've been beaten on both my mom's end and my dad's end, and I could never forgive that aspect. Mm. I'm still I'm cool with them, you know. It's not <laughs> like a thing where you know how Americans they're like. Um, I can't contact with my parents yeah, because yeah, they're so toxic. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Not saying that that cannot be warranted for some people's families. Yeah, like, uh-huh. do do you do do what you need yeah, to do? Yeah. But like, I'm still cool with them. But there are just some aspects I would never forgive, which is how they they beat me and how like they they treated me in that sense. How they made basically made me feel less hu- less than human mm. by how they hit me. So that's why I really like your mom's approach. She's still yeah. thinking. She's thinking, okay, this is how I'm going to discipline this child. This is how they are going to learn from it. And this is the result. So this is the situation. This is the task. This is the action. No, like this is the result. Yeah. And that another, makes no sense. Another point she made was she would give me warnings. She would tell me, if oh, you do this a third time, on the third full. time, I will beat you. Yeah. That was me. That was my 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 dad would be, but it was so weird. Though. My dad would do, say my cup is full and my second offense, and I'd be scared. <laughs> I'm like, ah, ah. okay, let's see this. Okay, she would say, you just say, Hannah, your cup is getting full. <laughs> okay, I'm so that clearly, if you're going to fill up a cup, surely I should have a few more days to fill up the cup. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, your cup is getting full. Your cup, your cup is full, oh and I'm just God. like, ah, what's going on, mate? You're not even letting the cup get full. My mom would be like, No, on your third time doing this, you would get beaten. If uh-huh. you do this again, you get beaten. <laughs> I didn't get what is like that, but really? like, what's it called? What did you call it? 
I'm just saying, yeah, warnings. Woolings. Warnings. 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 Okay. <laughs> I, I thought it was a UK slang for being beaten. I was like, I know they call it, they call it beats. What they call it in UK? What they call flogging now? What they call flogging in UK? You guys have words. Beats. Beaten. Um, it's, we call it beaten. Are you sure? Yeah. Smacking, maybe. You get Smack- beats. Okay. Beats. Yeah, you get beats. That's yeah, okay, what Okay, okay. Something like that. Maybe shall. ask Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like, oh, no. um, for as for my mum, like, mm-hmm. I don't think she, I don't know if she didn't like beating us or she just was she couldn't be bothered to beat us. But it was more like other punishments, like face the wall type punishments, you know. Yeah. Just spend some time facing the wall, and then maybe you reflect on your actions or whatnot. But yeah, like for my me, dad. Was, yeah, sorry, sorry. Go on. Like my dad was like very like he'd get angry like. It would have to be something serious as well, but he used to. I used to think that my dad had anger issues back in the day because, like, Didn't honestly, they all do. no, Didn't they all? no, for real, for real, like he'd beat us, like he'd beat us. It doesn't care, doesn't matter if it's his hands or wooden stick or whatnot. He'd just beat us. Damn. But like my brother suffered the most out of like of like two of us my sister too but my brother actually suffered the most mm, yeah yeah. Mm, my mom would just pick you know one of those are party shoes Konko shoe the high heels oh. she would just throw aiming prum at you if you get her mad that's what it was but if you were going to ask this woman right now it's almost as if she has amnesia there's no way she ever did that she never yes. threw she never threw a show at me she never all hit me all of a sudden they want to evolve yes no one said they're involving yeah. a new person with an erased memory <laughs> Be, even if you want to evolve and say, you know what, that's my past. I'm no longer that person. <laughs> say that. Own it with your chest. <laughs> but it's like, no, come on now. That, no, no, now that they have on you. Yeah, yeah. My, mom, my mom does the same thing. <laughs> because even though she had her rules, there were some times when I was like, this didn't warrant a beating. Yeah. I'm, okay, like, there was this, um, I think, strike three of one of the, uh, was was when I would put too much salt in egg. I think I did it three <laughs> times. And then I got beat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'll tell her. So, she, she's like, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> too much salt and egg. But me too. I think I was putting half a teaspoon of salt in one egg. <laughs> Wait, it was egg. But that would have warranted a bit. Yeah. Egg was it? Was it egg? It was so her egg. It was, it was you that egg. the egg. It was me and my sister and my friend. And then she, Una, Una snitched that there was too much oil. I think she tasted it. it or she came into the kitchen <laughs> and caught me you. in the action. And yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that takes me to... So, okay, let me tell you about this this person's reason for getting beaten. They said she had, as their mom, she had come home from work and there was already food at home, but I told her I wanted to eat something else. <laughs> so she went to the kitchen to make the food and while she was there, I stole money to go and buy chocomilo. Chocomilo, if you don't know what chocomilo is, this like Nigerian cubed dried milo yeah. in like a cube form, mm-hmm. right? And then when I was coming back from the store, I took this roots that she really hated because it was always dark and the area boys used to do dodgy stuff there. To make matters worse, I was with this older guy in the neighborhood she didn't really like and trust and there were rumors that he used to SA kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you are doing too what? much. <laughs> you are doing way too much. <laughs> you are doing way too much. Too many offenses Not there. Too many. Yeah. Number one, why did you say you wanted to eat something else? Number you sent your one. mom to the kitchen. You sent your mom to the kitchen. She's gone to cook it. Number two, you stole money <laughs> from her purse. 
to go and buy nonsense sweets. Number three, you even bought sweets without money. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you doing? <laughs> of all the things you could buy, and then you're coming back from the store, you took a route, that's four offenses now, that she hated because it was dark. Five offenses, you now decided to, to fraternize with the weirdest um, human being you yeah. could on your way back home, we guy. Come on. Nah, mate. What would you guys do to your kids if that was your kid? What would you do? I feel like for me, in that moment, Mm-hmm. Like just to, like as a kid, you know, when I think about like crimes now compared to when I would hear a crime as a kid, it just it doesn't it wouldn't click that you know that could happen to me mm-hmm. as a kid. So if someone were to just sit down and tell me, you know, don't do this is bad, I'll be like, like what well, you know it's bad, but it's not it's not gonna touch me. I don't know if other people talk like that, but this as I feel like as a kid, I didn't mm-hmm. really, I didn't I wouldn't have I wouldn't have understood it. Yeah. But if I was getting beat, I would have not done it because I could get beat again. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. But sometimes I feel like I didn't really listen to what was said. Yeah. You just responded to the consequences of your actions. No, no, no. That's pretty much what beating does. Because it's like, it's like a thing where, what's it called in psychology? It's called um, conditioning. You know, mm. like Pavlov and his dogs and how, like, once you, I guess I would just say you, you respond to the consequences and that's how you're supposed to learn. Yeah, because now as an adult, I, I obviously know, like, the precautions and, like, why you shouldn't do certain things and the uh, the gravity of the consequences. Yeah. Yes. But as a kid, you're not really click. thinking. No. It didn't click because no. we do not have the capacity to actually no. make it click. Exactly. Because when I was when I was a child, I went to the village to visit my grandma. I think my my grandma. Another thing I was gonna say. Um, I do not like the idea in Africa that you can beat someone else's child. Oh yeah. No one God. else ever beat me. Yeah. The oh only person God. that beat me other than my grand- that my mom was my grandma once. She did it because I went to visit her in the village. Oh and I went to visit the neighbors without telling anyone. Jesus. So... Yeah, I oh, and when I came back and she was beating me, I did not understand like why does why, why is this yeah. woman my yeah. grandma who is so sweet to me like oh literally God, the yeah. bestest human being, being ever? World, why yeah. is she beating me for just going to the neighbor's house? What did I do wrong? Yeah. But now it's like you know the child has disappeared. She's not told anybody yeah, where is she. Now. She's out. And, yeah. Oh my god, that reminds me of when my grandma beats me and I was like, damn, I didn't know you you, you, you would actually ever do that. <laughs> I was being naughty, right? I was playing on the veranda, making the most noise and everything. And she just came with a cane and she was she went ham and I was like, damn. But but realistically, my parents would actually fight whoever lays hand on lays hands on me. Like they don't yeah. they don't subscribe to that. It takes a family to it takes a village. They don't Because there's no love. They if don't it's subscribe. anyone other than your parents. Yes. Like, realistically, what are you, what are you doing exactly? exactly. Like, how are you going to justify? Why are you beating me? I would, you're supposed to tell the parents so they decide the punishment. punishment. Because how are you going to justify beating someone else's child? Exactly, me say, I'm not going to. Ah uh, no 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 no! I would rather you 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 argue with the parent about whatever the child, child did, did. Uh-huh. and take it out on the parent. Maybe take them to the police or whatever you have to do. Yeah. But to discipline someone else's child, I don't think. Imagine beating a child and they end up fainting. What do you want to do? That's what exactly. I mean. No, people yes. are actually doing the most. This person actually, I think they deserve, they deserve the discipline. <laughs> this person said, "I wrote I love Jesus with stone on her new car." Oh. Mind you, it was the latest Toyota Rav Four. Oh. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god. god. <laughs> In 
it's Af- but, in Nigeria. Wait, in their defense, is I love Jesus. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I need to even ask what how old were you because you have to have some sense, guys. No, Come no, on. No, no. Oh, <laughs> no, don't you want to advertise that? I wonder if, in her, if when she was getting questions, he was like, you know, he moved me to do it. No, <laughs> no. I can't lie. I would use that. No, honestly. No. I can't like I will use this. That would be my only way out. No, because okay. I don't understand why, what what actually pushed you or moved you to do that, except for Jesus. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> except for Jesus himself. Word, word. I can't lie, I would do that too. I would I would say, God, you just spoke to me and I was like, you need to evangelize through your car. You mm. do. You know? And oh, I've, another yes. thing that I think about the way like people in the Western world view like beating and everything obviously there's some forms of beating that are considered abusive and like mm-hmm. you know it has no justification to it that happens a lot but i feel like for the majority part of it like from the people that i know in an overall sense when i look at like the people you know and they and like how they turned out it didn't they they still turned out fine mm-hmm. like you know there's 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 different things that happen in your life but it it it's up to you to decide how you want to become yeah yeah definitely cuz i feel like there's in the western world it's 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 seen as like a very barbaric and like a very mm-hmm. you know backwards thing to do yeah i think that's in the aspect i remember when i would tell my like my friends that I made in UK about how I was disciplined and they'd be like wow oh my god that's so like crazy mm. but then if I told my friends in back in Nigeria we just laugh about it yeah. and just share stories yeah and I feel like that's like that. why we're able to like yeah, that's why we're it's able to so light hearted now because this we kind why, of like I don't tell no. anyone other than like black or African friends because mm-hmm. like, they'll be feeling yeah, sorry yeah, for me they'll yeah, be like yeah. it's not meant to be serious like well, that it's not meant to be serious now, my friend was literally like why have you picked such a sad topic oh, no. to talk about in your podcast this like, is our experience this is we live through it this is a it's a part of my life it's yeah. what happened to me it's not something that it's I'm, almost like a rite of passage yeah <laughs> no it is no it is it's sad but I think our generation is going to make a bit of like a change yeah I yeah. feel like if, yeah cause my mom my the way my her mom treated her is very different from the way she treated us yeah I'm gonna my just get my mom better. was beaten with an electric cable yeah. Damn. Yeah. Her Damn. and her siblings. She had five siblings. They were all beaten with 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 cables. Damn. Mm. I mean, my dad tells me stories as well. So I'm just like, he's almost like, you're lucky that we're even doing this. Yeah. yeah. It's always like, oh, this is not. You're lucky. Like today, yeah. you know, yeah. what we had to go through in the past. So I think we're slowly changing. Yeah. As a society. Yeah. As a people. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about other dis- forms of discipline that are not as brutal. Because okay. this person was saying that they beat them with a wooden spoon to the skull repeatedly. And I was like, they beat me up till I nosebleed. That's uh-huh. the brutality that you're talking about. Yeah, right? that's... Well, this person was like... Much. Yeah, child abuse. Yeah. <laughs> child abuse. Um, now, on the other end of the spectrum, this person said, they didn't get me any birthday or Christmas present. <laughs> Took my phone away, didn't let me play sports for half a year. I feel like that's 
a much more acceptable yeah, way of I punishment. Yeah, I think, you know, some people have different views on that. They think that you are basically interrupting a person's life. Like, that doesn't mean you shouldn't interrupt how that person is growing up and interacting with people. You shouldn't, like, kind of, uh, like, disrupt that. But at the same time, this is better than getting... Yeah. Getting um complicated lifelong um skull injuries. Yeah. yeah. And also it also I feel like it the the culture is so different because Cameroon, I think it's 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 kind of like a French culture thing because Cameroon is partly it's like a French yeah. It was colonized by, by the France. by the French. Mm-hmm. So even in France and Cameroon, the similarity with the phone thing is it's kind of like a culture that a child is not supposed to have her phone on the weekdays mm-hmm. and just be given it on the weekends or even during um, it can be justified to not give a child the phone for the whole term mm. and have it only on the holidays so if someone if someone told me you know I, I've, I got my phone taken away from me on the weekdays I think that's not even a punishment that's something Mm-mm. that me and my friends went through like yeah oh, no, constantly no, same, same. I, phone, I probably didn't have a phone until I I didn't legitimately have a phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't legitimately allowed to have a phone until I started um, I finished secondary school that's when I was able to actually have my own phone that I could use in front of my parents until I finished secondary school and it wasn't even my parents that bought that for me it was my grandma bless her soul so what about communication like weren't you going back and forth like there was there was no need to do communication because my dad would pick me up from school every day even secondary school that's so interesting to me as well because I know that you guys walk took the bus from quite a young age and you would think it's how it is in, in in Nigeria but it's almost the opposite I was picked up dropped up for six years wow. for 12 years same i've never really? ever yeah. taken public transport sounds like i've home. been it more than you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> i've never taken public transport home or taking public transport back to is either my dad will drop me or my mom will pick me or my grandma's driver will pick me or drop me yeah that's how it's always been or even if um for there was some kind of the the driver had an emergency mm-hmm. someone would come and pick me up in public with public transport and i wasn't allowed to go by myself Self, yeah and it wasn't it was like a it was taxis it wasn't like buses or anything mm-hmm. so yeah, same, someone same. would have to pick me up it like with the taxi, taxi and like yeah. take me back it was not myself like by myself in the taxi yeah, That's that was crazy. my dad would send his assistant to like follow, like drop us off with the yeah. taxi. And because I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a big security thing, yeah. To be honest, well. that's true. That's just the public says how much is mm, very much safer, it's much more safer. Oh, but okay. in Nigeria, I don't think you can risk it, you just can't with your kids. I know some people do take public transport mm. back, I think they are even advised to go with friends that live around the mm. same area. I don't really think like they should be kids should be going back home on, on their own in Nigeria please oh. anyway let's move on to the next sec- section is what do your parents do after they've disciplined you how do they apologize to you if they do at all do your parents apologize um my mom yeah my mom sometimes she would apologize especially hmm, especially if like after she would see that I was crying a lot or like I was still crying after mm. some time. She would definitely come and like her thing was food. It was at some I don't know how the, the, but the after pipeline. I finished crying there was always food. It was always time <laughs> to eat. So and me I would sometimes be like I'm not coming and then maybe yeah. when she would leave and my mom knew me because sometimes she would 
purposely leave the food and go so that I'll come out, I'll eat, and I'll start feeling better. Mm. But yeah, she did. She did definitely would oh, try. T- t- tell us about what you. <laughs> when you told me this story, oh I was just kicking. <laughs> It was just the one occasion, guys. That's not how my mom is. But, like, <laughs> I just remember that one time, right? She must have shouted at me for some reason. I was clearly upset. Like, even after, like, she shouted at me, she went to work and everything. My dad was even, like, kind of, like, petting me, saying, no, oh, it's okay. Like, even she was doing too much. He was even agreeing with me. And so, like, when she came back from work, it was, like, in the evening. I was in bed, ready to go to bed or whatever. And then she comes in. And I just remember her, like, tapping me and then giving me five pounds or something. And then she just walked out. I'm like, okay, thank you. And the only thing I can draw up was like, okay, maybe it's because of what she did later, earlier on mm-hmm. in the day. So I thought that that was just so weird and random. I don't yeah. know if it was just... It was giving hush money. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was giving hush money. Oh, but my yeah, God. That was the one time, guys. Don't, don't try to answer. I'm like, that. No. <laughs> Oh, speaking about Hush, I also asked another question. I was like, what did what did they do to to make sure that other people do not know that you have just been disciplined? Right. Because I think here we should draw a distinction between our backgrounds. So obviously, you know, for people this is specific for people who, you know, they've they were still raised in UK. Yeah. You know. For me and Ima, I think we're already very we're already too old to be flogged or disciplined. Yeah, By the time weird. we move to UK, we're already too old. Mm. So this is really directed at you, Oyin. And obviously <laughs> I'm gonna talk about people's responses yeah, on here. Yeah. Let me start with people's responses. Someone said <laughs> someone said, um <laughs> someone said they literally used to say that if you if you say pim, if you say anything, <laughs> the white people will collect you and you will not eat what you're eating now. <laughs> wow. Oh. Why, by white people, they, they mean social sex. Oh my gosh. There's so much death to protect you from abuse. Parents, <laughs> not them using that as a threat. <laughs> when you are the threat, you are standing with the threats right in front of you. Oh my gosh. What's something that would they ever like tell you to, you know? Um shut up. Not like they'll just kind of like, oh, just like pet me, just like it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> but like it'd be I just remember like I was told off or just yeah, told off in the morning and I'll just be crying or upset, visibly upset, right? And then it'll be like the car journey to school. And so that's when they do their talking of mm-hmm. like, oh, it's okay now, it's okay, don't worry. They're just to kind of like put a smile on my face so it doesn't show that I was upset or teachers be asking, asking me questions. Yeah. And then it all becomes some elaborate scheme or whatever. But like, yeah, it wasn't anything to do, like cover up their yeah, tracks. No, someone said their parents would give them a brutal side eye. Brother, if you don't shut up right now, these people are coming. You better shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I can't speak from personal experience, mm-hmm. but I do have a lot of cousins who grew up here, mm. and um, I have two cousins in particular. So I know that they both. One of them actually called the police on their dad oh. for beating them up, and the police came. And I can't remember if he was taken to the station and like talked to, but he did. He didn't. He didn't go to prison or mm-hmm. anything. But he was like the police gave him like a stern warning, like you can't do that. Mm. And I think after that point, he kind of lightened up. Good. Yeah. On on maybe the beating. Maybe he's needed. Maybe he's needed. 
maybe like, English yeah. children are serious. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like here, you know, the parents sometimes learn lessons from their children yeah. too. Yeah, someone said they would, their parents would tell them to lie that they fell over. Can you imagine? It's giving very much DV, wow. domestic violence. No, honestly, because what is this? <laughs> no, literally. And then someone said, this woman was so upset she didn't care. She beat, they beat them, her mom, their mom beats them in front of their neighbors, so there was no need to hide. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Oh lord. You guys have obviously been for it. Ah, okay, guys, we are heading to the end of the podcast. This has been really interesting and very, very insightful. Yeah. Thank you for having us, Thank Emma. you. Thank no you. worries. So, for the last segment, I want us to talk about. Not talk about, but I want to hear everyone's African math examples. African what? African math. You know how there's girl math. Oh. And there's okay. boy All math. Right. What is your African math? Oh, you know. I saw this on social media, but I yeah. agree with this fully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fully. Like, it was a post, it was like, if you go out one day. <laughs> 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 If you go out one day, you enjoy yourself one day, just know that you must stay indoors the next day. Don't expect your don't yeah. expect your parents to let you out the second day. So just have to be humble. So like basic keep, African yeah. math is going out one day and knowing you can't go out for the yeah. rest of the month. <laughs> You've had your enjoyment. You've had your enjoyment. Holidays over. Holidays over. <laughs> <laughs> I remember someone on social media said African math is, you know, spending money to build a home in Nigeria, but they haven't painted their British home, the wall in their British house <laughs> since 2002. Oh <laughs> they haven't repainted the wall since 2002. Oh, wow. That's African math. <laughs> Do you have any African math example? <sighs> Putting me on the spot like that, I can't really. Just like think anything of one, that. Or just like any like rules that you kind of. Mm-hmm. In, in an African household. Might even touch on it throughout this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, African, uh-huh, I have one. <laughs> African math is the person who gets the best grades in class has the best attitude in life and you have to follow them. I don't yes. know if, if it's just me. African math is the person who gets the top grade is is the leader in your life. You should do what they're doing. No, literally, African math is... is uh, What was I going to say? It was something to do with that. <laughs> and it, does, it just left my memory. But, okay, African math is... Dating African math is not t- telling you you shouldn't date for all your life and then randomly asking oh you if you have a boyfriend. Yes, mm. I said not that. African math. <laughs> not oh African God. math. African math is um, being. <clears throat> African math is flogging you, being very strict with discipline, and then wondering why you're not close to them in, when you are yeah. older. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh wow! Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not allowing, it's not letting your 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 children open up to you and then now wondering why they don't talk to you or call you. Or wondering when why your um, your dad comes home. Everyone switched on the TV. TV. They move upstairs. 
I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm not the only one that did that. We put off the TV and we just run upstairs. Literally. Tell me why my dad would fill the TV to see if it's hot. Oh my oh. gosh, I saw something yeah. about that online. I didn't think it was that deep. Yeah, yeah. My dad would fill the TV to see if it's hot. And if it's hot, we've been, we've been, we've been watching TV. So we try and time it like 30 minutes before he would think he's going to arrive. <laughs> and then we now put on the TV. Oh, one day I remember I was trying to put ice on the TV so that oh <laughs> she wouldn't feel no. warm. Oh God, African math is is. If not you're as African math mm-hmm. is, if you're asking for food outside, you're starving in your home. Yes, you cannot eat in other people's homes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's African math. But yes, thank you guys so much. Thank you for dedicating one hour, 18 minutes to this podcast. <laughs> I really appreciate no, there it. There was a lot to touch on. Yeah, there, there was, was a lot to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So guys, if you like this episode, there's like a Q&A box that asks you how you felt about the episode. So please write down how you felt. And um, yes, thank you so much for tuning in in thank you for tuning in to the second episode of lagos to lancaster i really hope you enjoyed it and if you want to hear from if you want to hear from oyin and aima again let me know and they'll be back on other episodes or whichever episode that you want them to be on (laughs) and yes so they're just gonna say their goodbyes yeah um thank you guys for having me it's been fun very insightful very interesting and i hope to come back here again yeah thank you so much hannah this has been a very nice experience (laughs) very eye-opening yeah and even in the beginning i was kind of laughing and shy (laughs) it helped me you know open up it makes you comfortable yeah i think that's how how i was in the beginning and then of course this is the second episode it's just gonna get better from here like yeah so bye everybody Bye. Bye. bye bye